Who Gets to Decide, a liberty-based podcast that brings a little piece of sanity to a confused society drowning in a culture of craziness. And here is your host, Seth Martin. All right, what's up everybody and welcome to another episode of Who Gets to Decide. This is Seth Martin, your host. Thank you for joining me this evening. Glad you're here and always happy you're listening. Well, I'm back at home after traveling and uh, taking my eldest to Bentonville, Arkansas, where he's going to be working for Walmart. So I got one successfully launched. I'm happy about that. And, um, you know, I just, I wanted to talk about, you know, I don't know, it just seems like there's nothing on but Trump going to prison, which is stupid. I mean, I guess I can comment on that a little bit here. I don't want to spend the whole show talking about that, but I do think Trump has got some pretty serious legal trouble around this uh, documents case, not so much for the documents themselves, but the obstruction charges and things like that. There's some of his former attorneys are actually testifying against him uh, to essentially say that he wasn't cooperative and he was looking for ways to get out of not complying with the government and so on and so forth. And that just does not a good look for Donald Trump in this case. So, but having said that, I'm, I'm really just sick and tired of just nothing but Trump flying to his arraignment and Trump's motorcade driving down the road to his arraignment. And I mean, just all this stuff is just, it's too much really. But really what I wanted to, I think, talk about today, and I have some, uh, some audio from, from a com- Congressman Posey, is I want to talk about these vaccines, and specifically Robert F. Kennedy's crusade in this area. Um, I, I read uh, RFK's book, The Real Dr. Fauci, and um, Bill Gates. It was about Bill Gates and pharma, and it was pretty, pretty well written and very well documented. Uh, and I have a tendency to believe this guy actually knows a lot about what he's talking about. But as you know, um, RFK really nobody's really talking to him about what he's talking about. Uh, every time they mention him. And, and nobody will have him on, by the way, either. But anytime they mention him, it's always, oh, it's these racist comments he made, or it's he's a conspiracy theorist about vaccines, and nobody will talk to him. I mean, to the point where on Joe Rogan's show, Joe Rogan offered to put up $100,000 for him to talk to this Dr. Hotez, who was pretty involved during the whole COVID debacle. And I think that got all the way up to over a million dollars. I mean, all these people were contributing to it. And, you know, and the idea was they could, they could uh, send the money to the charity, to the charity of their choice. uh, If whoever, I mean, he didn't even have to win the debate. He just had to show up and talk to RFK and he just wouldn't do it. And, I think the strategy around RFK is just to say bad things about him and 
not acknowledge anything he's talking about. And uh, in that spirit, I wanted to pay, play this uh, congressman who read into the record of the U.S. Congress, which is, this is one of the benefits, actually, of, of congressmen. Even though nothing really happens, they're reading this into the official record. And, you know, later on when there's a more sane and rational government at the helm in the United States, people might go back and, and review these records and, you know, and decide that there's something there and, and maybe pursue it. I don't know. But at least it's part of the record. I mean, it has to be, it's, it's part of the history now of the United States. So uh, I wanted to play that and just talk a little bit about what this guy is talking about. And how important this is, you know, um, when I was a, a child, a small kid, I think I took like three or four vaccines. That was it, you know. I mean, we, we just didn't take a lot of different vaccines. And I don't know what's on the childhood schedule now, but I know it's in the, the double digits. Um, and that just seems, you know, excessive really for a modern society, uh, where we don't have cholera, we don't have dysentery, we don't, we don't have a lot of these things, and there's just not, um, there's not really a need, a compelling need, in my opinion, which is, you know, I'm not a doctor, but uh, for all these vaccines, you know, for 20 plus different vaccines, and the way the childhood schedule works is, if you don't have any of these vaccines, you can't go to public school, so of course you know, the vast majority of kids are taking these, these vaccines. And, you know, ADDs at record highs, ADHD, mental health, depression, all these things. I mean, I'm, I'm not saying that the vaccines are causing all this, but, I mean, when I was a kid, we didn't, I didn't know kids that had ADHD and autism and um, depression and things like that. I mean, that just was unheard of when I was growing up. So maybe there's some correlation here. Uh, there's definitely a correlation. Maybe there's some causation. I don't know, but the lack of interest in uh, discussing it seems suspicious to me. And uh, so I thought I would discuss it here on the show today and put it out there. Just talk a little bit about what this means and and I don't know, speculate a little bit, I guess, on the drivers and the, the interests that are lined up behind it. The chair recognizes the gentleman from Florida, Mr. Posey, for five minutes. I rise today on matters of research and scientific integrity. Uh, to begin with, I am absolutely, resolutely pro-vaccine. Advancements in medical immunization have saved countless lives and greatly benefited public health. That being said, it's troubling to me that in a recent Senate hearing on childhood vaccinations, it was never mentioned that our government has paid out over $3 billion through a vaccine injury compensation program for children who have been injured by vaccinations. Regardless of the subject matter, parents making decisions about their children's health deserve to have the best information available to them. They should be able to count on federal agencies to tell them the truth. All right. Well, before we get too deep into this story, uh, 
I want to point out a couple things that I that I want to comment on. One, why? I mean, vaccines are a product like any other product, and there's this vaccine injury fund that the federal government puts money in, and then pays out to children, children's families who are injured by vaccines. Now, why is this? Why you know we we don't do this you know if you if you drive a Ford vehicle and you're injured by the Ford vehicle the government doesn't pay you as a plaintiff or as a, a claimant Ford Motor Company pays you so we have this weird kind of relationship that I think's interesting and like I said strange but the other thing I just I I, I don't know why congressmen and women are still hanging on to this. Maybe it's not. Maybe it's just theater. But he mentions that uh, parents of these children deserve to know the truth. Well, yeah. You know, look, a lot of us deserve to know the truth. But we don't ever get the truth. We can't get to the truth. Um, this is part of the problem with almost everything in our government. It's just not possible to get to the truth because people can make statements and then not answer questions or they can answer questions, but they answer questions like they can't comment on an ongoing investigation. And this is, you know, you, you've just got a Congress now that's just impotent to protect uh, the liberty of Americans. And it, it's super frustrating and I'm so sick and tired of it. For these reasons, I bring the following matter to the House floor. In August 2014, Dr. William Thompson, a senior scientist at the Centers for Disease Control and Prevention, worked with a whistleblower attorney to provide my office with documents related to a 2004 CDC study that examined the possibility of a relationship between mumps, measles, rubella, vaccines, and autism. In a statement released in August 2014, Dr. Thompson stated, I regret that my co-authors and I omitted omitted statistically significant information in our 2004 article published in the Journal of Pediatrics. My primary job duties while working in the immunization safety branch from 2000 to 06 were to lead or co-lead three major vaccine safety studies, the MADDSP MMR Autism Cases Control Study was being carried out in response to the Wakefield Lancet study that suggested an association between the MMR vaccine and an autism-like health outcome. Okay, so this Dr. Thompson worked for the CDC, and it sounds like what his primary goal was is to refute the findings of this uh, Wakefield Lancet study, which showed a link between uh, me mumps, measles, rubella, the MMR vaccine, and autism. And, you know, so that, that in short, that's what, that's what the guy's role was as part of what he was doing there for the CDC. But this Mr. Thompson was a CDC employee. Now, notice what he did. I've, and I've said this before. If you're going to be a whistleblower, you better get yourself a lawyer and a stenographer and whatever else you need, because you need to get down your own records. Don't uh, don't just show up and start talking to the government. You'll find yourself uh, indicted uh, by these people because they don't want to be told on. Okay, they that's not 
That's not why they're there. What they're there to accomplish whatever it is they're trying to accomplish, and they don't want to be stopped and they don't want to be interfered with. But this guy um, is is openly admitting that his job within the CDC was to discredit this Wakefield Lancet study, which is it's crazy, interesting, and right in line with some of the things that RFK has been talking about. All right, let's continue. We all met and finalized the study protocol and analysis plan. The goal was to not deviate from the analysis plan to avoid the debacle that occurred with the Verstraten thimerosal study published in the pediatrics in 03. At the September 5th meeting, we discussed in detail how to code race for both the sample and the birth certificate sample. At the bottom of table seven, it also shows that for the non-birth certificate sample, the adjusted race effect statistical significance was huge. All the authors and I met and decided sometime between August and September 02 not to report any race effects for the paper. Sometime soon after the meeting, we decided to exclude reporting any race effects the co-author scheduled a meeting to destroy documents related to the study. Well, what do you know? So they found something they didn't like, something that wasn't popular, something that was politically incorrect, and they decided to exclude it from the study. This is one of the reasons it's so hard to find out what the truth is. Because people in the media... People in the, uh, let's call it the approved opinion group, they're pointing to these studies, these studies in, in many cases that have been altered or tampered with. And they're saying, see, this MMR vaccine, it doesn't cause autism. But here this guy just admitted that they found all kinds of statistically significant signals based on race uh, around this MMR vaccine, and, and essentially they got together and decided to to modify the data, exclude those signals from the data, thereby, you know, interfering with the results of the study. And and people that are having these problems, look, if you have a child and your child has autism, okay, and you're going to the government or the doctor and you're saying, well. What caused my child to get autism? I mean, we don't have any autism in our family. You know, we're scratching our heads and stuff like that. And the doctor's telling you, well, these studies are safe. Da, 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 da. See, here are the studies. The Lancet did a study, and this group did a study, and the Strauss, whatever he said, did a study, and, and everything looks great. Well, yeah, you know, I mean, all these kind of studies depend on integrity, people having integrity and doing the right thing. And fortunately, this guy has come out and said something now, but the damage is done. I mean, this was back in, what did he say, 2002 to 2006 or something. And, you know, oddly enough, that's where autism has been exploding, you know, post-2002 or post-2001 or whatever the date was that he gave. And so, you know, I'm not so sure that that uh, RFK 
is this crazy whack job that the media and the establishment people and even his own family, you know, people have gone around, you know, your family doesn't agree with what you said. Well, maybe his family is full of shit and doesn't know any better. Or maybe they're in the tank with the rest of the people that are, you know, falsifying this data. Maybe they're making a lot of money off of it. Who knows? Who knows what the reason is? The point is, we, we have these government agencies, you know, the CDC, I mean, the IRS, the FBI, I mean, just, you know, just go on and on, right? We've got all these agencies. And they're supposed to be doing what's right, right? They're supposed to be there to protect our lives, protect our liberty, protect, you know, our rights, and, and what's interesting, and I brought up this around the justice system, is they're doing just the opposite. They're actually working to harm us. And, you know, it, it's really, it's time to just start dissolving all of these um, harmful institutions. They've, they've outlived their usefulness. And, man, I, for one, would rather just, take my chances with the market. At least the market can be sued. You know, there's a corrective mechanism. Uh, you can go outside the market into another market to get information, to buy products and services, things like that. You know, with this whole government apparatus, you're just, you're just stuck with the government and what the government says. And again, you know, I've said this many times, but Murray Rothbard was right. The government breaks your leg and then offers you a crutch. The remaining four co-authors all met and brought a big garbage can into the meeting room and reviewed and went through all the hard copy documents that we had thought we should discard and put them in a huge garbage can. However, because I assumed it was illegal and would violate both FOIA and DOJ requests, I kept hard copies of all documents in my office and I retained all associated computer files. I believe we intentionally withheld controversial findings from the final draft of the pediatrics paper. End of quote of, of the doctor. Mr. Speaker, I believe it's our duty to ensure that the documents Dr. Thompson provided are not, not ignored. Uh, therefore, I will provide them to members of Congress and the House committees upon request. Uh, considering the nature of the whistleblower's documents, as well as the involvement of the CDC, a hearing and a thorough investigation is warranted. Uh, so I ask, uh, Mr. Speaker, I, I beg, I implore uh, my colleagues on the appropriations committees to please, please take such action. Uh, thank you, Mr. Speaker. I yield back. Wow, it's a bombshell. You know, where is the mainstream media reporting? Where are the reporters? Where are the investigative reporters? How come there's nobody talking about this? You know, I was talking to my father-in-law today, and I was telling him some things, and he's like, oh, I don't believe that, you know. <laughs> I'm like, well, I mean, it's the truth. Well, where did you hear that? And then I would tell him, and he'd go, oh, I don't know if I'd believe that, you know. This is the problem, man, with, with, the, with the country is, you know, people don't believe it unless it's on ABC, CBS, or NBC, or maybe they believe it if it's on Fox or CNN or MSNBC. The problem is even these outlets are not telling people the truth about their government and what their government is doing.
And if you have too much trust in this government, you can die, okay? You can actually be killed. Now, I don't know if it's intentional or not. I don't know that I want to go that far. Maybe it is, though. Who knows? Maybe there's a big plot to reduce the population by, you know, 75% or something. You know, we did, uh, I can't remember the, the episode right off the top of my head, but we did talk about uh, the Deagle forecast for 2025, where Deagle.com had had um, forecasted the U.S. population to be only 100 million. Well, that's about 240 million fewer people than we have right now. So, I, you know, I don't know. Maybe, maybe they're trying to kill us. The bigger point, though, is they're lying to you all the time. 24-7, the government is lying to you. You cannot trust the CDC. You cannot trust the FDA. You cannot trust the FBI, the NSA, the CIA, whatever administration is in power. These people cannot be trusted. They are simply... Um, maniacal tyrants whose only desire is a lust for power and to exercise power over free people. You know, in the, in the trailer for this show, I talk about the, the, the story of government, the story of, of the, of the world, the history of the world is a story about, uh, people who want to be free and those that want to rule over those that want to be free. That's the history of the world in a nutshell. And the interesting and the unique thing about the United States of America when it was founded is its default position was liberty. In other words, we, we had a, we our, our constitution, our bill of rights, the entire thing was set up to default to liberty. And the government had to justify why it wanted to take your liberty. But the default position was, no, you're free people. You're, you're, individual, uh, you're, you're individuals and you're free. And the government has no uh, authority to encroach on that liberty. That was the default position. What, what we're seeing now in the United States and in many countries around the world is where the default position is tyranny. And and if you want liberty, you're going to have to fight back. You're going to have to be a whistleblower. You're going to have to stand up for your rights. You're going to have to push back on the government. And and that's a new thing in the United States. That's that's something that's only been that way since oh, I don't know, maybe 1990 or something like that. Um and so this is a new America. And, you know, many people are still operating as if America is this uh, shining city on a hill, this beacon of liberty where you can just show up and, and rise to your highest station in life. And it's no longer that. This country is no longer that image. And if you still think that, then you're just deluding yourself. You're not looking deep enough. You you need to scratch a little deeper below the surface 
and get a more full picture of what's going on. And so my hope is, is that, you know, we'll get more and more people kind of in touch with what, what is government doing or not doing on your behalf and what are they doing to undermine uh, the liberty, the individual liberty that we're supposed to have in this country uh, and, and where does that lead to? Where do, where do we end up if we, can, if we continue on this path and we don't, uh, we don't diverge? So look, I hope, hope you enjoy the show. I want to thank you for coming in. Um, I, I just thought this was interesting because there's literally nothing on the news about this anywhere. I, I mean, I'd looked and there's nothing. It's only on C-SPAN. I mean, it's getting to the point where maybe you need to just watch C-SPAN, I guess. I don't know. But uh, I hope you, you know, I hope you enjoyed this, this uh, episode. I'm trying really hard to bring interesting and different subjects to you that are controversial. I'm not afraid to talk about some of these controversial things. Um, but, man, today there was just nothing on TV except the Trump arraignment. And, you know, I just think that's, while I think that's important, not for the reason that a lot of people think it's important, like Trump's a criminal and he's got to go to jail. I don't think that's important at all. I think the important thing is, is that the government, it's just what's on display here is that the government will do anything if it doesn't approve of you and you become an enemy of the government. It will do anything to put you in the ground, to put you underneath the jail if they have to, even if they have to do it illegally, which I think clearly they're doing with Trump. All right. Well, that's it for the show. Come back, everybody. Thanks a lot for joining me tonight. Peace. Peace.